a savage production. I can see you got feelings you ain't showing. Make believe that you don't need your emotion to slide on me. Always leave Purchase me your tracks today. For I speak, what's love got to do with it? Hello my savage ladies and gentlemen. I am Savage Sophia. I will be your host of the Savage Confessions episode. If you listen to the X-Rated Experience podcast, then you would have heard my promo months ago that a day like this was coming. A day where the gloves will come off. A day where Savage God shows us all that he is both the vulnerability and humility trait in him. I have had the pleasure of working with him behind the scenes, and while I see a God that works hard and plays harder. I also see a God that is continuously looking for ways to better himself and the people around him. I am reminded that he does have a heart in there, and I hope you see it as well. So sit back, relax, and let's experience the other side of savagery. Wait one more thing before I forget. Quick disclaimer, there will be talk of domestic violence, intense situations, sex, and a lot of blunt statements. So if you're a pussy or can't take the topics then stop this podcast now, and as always this is not safe for work. Have fun. Good evening, my savage ladies and gentlemen. This is the Savage God with a lot on my heart, a lot on my head. Uh, what do I mean by that? See, what I mean by that is I am, you know, I just just thinking, you know, uh, this is going off my own experiences here. It's uh, one of those things where it's just like, oh man, I was talking for five minutes. I didn't know I put myself on pause. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, I'm sitting here thinking of the things you shouldn't do when you're in love or if you're in a relationship, period. Um, I'm telling you guys a story. Uh, strap yourselves in. This is going to be a shocker. Uh, so I, I recently got out of a relationship, you know, not going to say with who, <laughs> because uh, some of my listeners probably can put three and three together. Uh, but I'm going to say it, it was the things you should never do in a relationship. This is coming from my point of view, um, only because, you know, in a relationship, there's two people and, you know, two people had their own perspective on things. Well, well, this one was just, it was like, this is, and I'm comparing me and her personalities. It was like HBO meets the HBO meets ABC pretty much. Meaning what I mean is I, I have I hold back those secrets on where I come from, who I am, and what the 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 trials and tribulations I had to do to make it to even make it to adulthood. And then you know, so <clears throat> I do not have the middle class upbringing. You know, I have that I'm a product of public housing and public schools, so that's why I can't afford failure. 
I can only browse. <laughs> but and so she was from but she was middle class. Her uh parents well off. Um, you know, mom's a doctor and dad he like has a garage that works on city bus. It was she didn't she wasn't and she was raised in pretty much the suburbia, uh the suburban world where I'm from the hood. I don't you know, I don't so some things she didn't get that I had to, you know, talk to her about and some things I didn't get that she had to talk to me about because I I I'm used to like her mom she has she has six other siblings. Her mom has a pretty much a, a basketball team. <laughs> so uh but it was a like she was a doctor, she could afford it pretty much. So they didn't really have to struggle for much. And, and, and that's, that's impressive to me. That is impressive. Seven kids and not one of them can remember a time where they went without like, that's, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. See, I come from the terminology. It's not what you have or like, you know, how much you have is not what you have. It's how much fun can you have with it? So, you know, just making lemons in the lemonade. And so automatically, and when I was in my like early 20s, I said to myself, I can, I don't, while I may play that bad boy aura for them, if that is fun for a one night stand or a fling, but it's not fun trying to have an actual relationship. And it seems like every time, I get into some situation of that nature of me dating, you know, the good, the quote unquote good girl or, you know, <laughs> you know, that church going girl or whatever. It, it never works. It never works. And so 2020 hit. I'm fast forwarding now to the beat. I'm going to the beginning. 2020 hit. It was, a, you know, everybody was involved. It was the pandemic and things changed. Uh, I, I always say it's good to know your mental health status, where you at, and, you know, just face it. If if you feel that there is a problem, uh, talk to somebody about it, and you may find out something you didn't know about yourself or what you're going through. Because I didn't, I knew of depression, but, and I knew of anxiety, but I didn't know that those were the two things I suffered from because of my PTSD. Um, and the PTSD, uh, like I'm being, I've seen a lot of stuff. Let's just keep it at that. And so the PTSD, so I didn't understand why, why I had nightmares. I didn't understand why I would wake up and I'll be crying sometimes. I didn't understand none of it. And she, she, she was a, and she was a social worker. So, uh, I, I don't, (laughs) she, so she read me up and down like a book. She knew what, like, she never, she never just diagnosed me. She never just came out of nowhere and said, hey, you have this? No. She literally let me gradually find out, like, come up with it myself, do my own studying on it. And that's when I got me a psychiatrist and I got me a therapist. She told me the difference between the two. Like, she really helped me understand why sometimes I don't feel like getting out of bed. Or I don't feel like I just I just it, it, it's it's just there like that. You, if you ever suffer from depression, you understand that sometimes you just you're, you're you can't explain your emotions. You can just feel your emotions. And 
it's one of those things where I'm, I'm, uh, I was just learning, uh, in 2020 and I am still, uh, adapting to, uh, to me, uh, and to me having, uh, depression and anxiety. And so she put me to the fourfold of my mental health, but this is, we met, we met in 2020, we met over a dating app. I don't care. It's don't judge me. All you want. I don't care. That's what they're for. They're for dating. Honestly, it was just for a good conversation. I'm a conversationalist. See, I don't care about it was a late night and <laughs> I didn't care about her coming over or, uh, or just a hookup or one night stand or a booty call. I am a sucker for a good conversation. I, if I'm most, I have surpassed the, okay, these are demon hours. I want to go out and creep and have some type of flings. No, I have grown past that. And I, if I am up at 3 a.m., which I usually am because of my insomnia, but if I'm up at 3 a.m., I, I would love somebody to just talk. We don't have to, we don't have to talk about what, you know, <laughs> it's demon hours. So we don't have to talk about certain things. Tell me about your day. Tell me, what do you think? Like, I, I want to know you. I, I love to know people mentally. Okay. Uh, stimulate me mentally before you can think because yeah, I'm a guy, but like I said, I, I did appropriate things at the appropriate ages. So at 37, I am, I am literally just cooling, coasting and loving, loving me. I don't need to date, nor do I need to be in a relationship, but somehow, some way <laughs> I found myself and, and, and mind you, at this time, I, this, I was going through the early stages of depression. I didn't know. And me and my son's mom, was, we, we were just in turmoil, fresh. We, I'm not going to say fresh split up because we were already sp split up before my son even was born. So um, it was just one of those things where I guess uh, we became parents when he was born. And anything we were trying to work on all got put on pause because he was just here. That's, that's my boy, my first boy. Like it's, so it was a lot. So we got caught up in being parents instead of being lovers. And that was one of the things that drove us apart. Uh, and so one night I just needed someone to talk to. And I met, uh, I met my current, uh, ex and we, and I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. And I should have saw the flags then because I wanted conversation and I'm the, it was, it's a weird, bizarre world, but it's the truth. I wanted conversation and just to get to know someone new. Uh, she wanted sex and she made it known that that's what she wanted. She wanted sex and there's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with that. It's not, I love an aggressive woman, but I just, it just caught me off guard. That's, that's all. It just, cause you know, I know aggressive women are out there and I think that's sexy and awesome, but the, for in me and my life, they are always far in between. I am always, you know, the aggressor. So I, I was just, I was like, okay. So when she said that and I responded like, well, fine, but if, you know, I would love to just have a conversation first because I'm, I'm, uh, Again, conversation is somewhat of a foreplay thing to me as well, because, yeah, like I said, stimulate my mind first, and then we can get into that, you know, everything else. So, and she met me halfway, she, right there, she met me halfway, 
she came over we had a awesome talk she was telling me how you know she went on a date she you know she was in a dating scene she went on a date the date sucked i just happened to message her and yeah <laughs> and she winded up in my house and we just talked and instead of getting into bed or like just after the conversation getting straight no we laid up and just talked we just cuddled and talked i'm a cuddler i like cuddling it's very rare that I cuddle the first time I meet you. That's, but it was a cuddle thing, man. And it, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. When I was depressed, if it, I, either time was going in super fast mode, or I was not paying attention to how quick things were developing, because this happened. My birthday is November seventeenth. This was a day after my birthday. We had a big party at the strip club. And, and so I, this was the day. I, and so Thanksgiving is in November. Uh, so my, my dad came, uh, came to visit that November. And my dad, I don't, I don't get this. Um, I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't think parents should still talk to your exes if you guys are no longer together. My, I don't know why my dad liked this girl so much. I don't know why. I don't know, but he didn't tell me. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know why. I don't know why he thought this was cool, but he brung her. He, they flew out. We, man, man, I am 3,000 miles away from my parents. My dad flew. He didn't tell me she was coming. He just said it was going to be him. And I, and he said him. And I thought he was bringing his wife. It was, that was not his wife. <laughs> and so now, on top of me dealing with this depression, I have a, a conundrum. Uh, a, a, and why do I have a conundrum? Because on Thanksgiving, the actual day of Thanksgiving, my son's mom comes, surprises me because we were mad at each other. I don't know why, but she comes and she surprises me, her and my son. And my dad's here and he bought my ex. <laughs> my dad's here. And he bought my ex. And this is not uh, uh, just a, a, a random ex. No, if, if my dad loves her that much, that means this is an ex from something serious. So, yeah. So I get called a piece of shit and uh, couldn't explain nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to argue in front of my son. And he was uh, two at the time. And he just looking back and forth like, what are you guys arguing for? It was a lot. So Thanksgiving, which I have forgiven my father for, but I, but so on Thanksgiving, I was, I, I got a text and it was from the young lady from uh, the other night. And she said, Hey, how's your uh, Thanksgiving going? I said, to hell, to hell, like to hell. That's what my Thanksgiving, she, out the kindness and graciousness of her heart, she rescued me. She, she's snuck over her family all of her family was at her house uh for thanksgiving and she stopped what she was doing she came and i snuck out the back door and she we drove away <clears throat> and she took i didn't know i thought we were well nothing's open on thanksgiving but it was a coffee shop actually open and we went and we got coffee and i didn't know where we were going like you know when someone says they're they're going to save you and kidnap you you well i'm not kidnapped don't please don't go with anybody that says they're going to kidnap you i don't we're all adults but she says she's going to save me i'm thinking like we're going to the mountains or somewhere secluded to talk 
she takes me back to her house that has her dad and her mom and her sisters and her brother and the dog and it's like this is and so i didn't well i didn't know i don't think this far uh when i'm in a dating scene i don't think this far. i don't think after the first night i don't know what uh people do after the first night with me but from what i've heard uh pretty good things (laughs) are said about me but so and i didn't know she already told her mom about me and how you know we clicked and she told her sisters and and man maybe she told the dog too i don't know she told her dad uh so it i felt that that energy that okay i'm meeting the parents energy but i only known her for like two weeks (laughs) so so that was pretty i'm not gonna say awkward it was different and weird it it was really weird but she we she gave me a, the speech before she said hey i'm just stopping to get something i i didn't expect this i don't you mean i know it's not like you mean she gave me the speech she gave me the disclaimer that's that that wasn't her intentions uh next thing you know you know i met him her father gave it was so weird because the dad her dad is huge he's like i am six three he's six four six five so he kind of towered not towered but He's got me a little bit in height, uh, but you know, he seems like the cuddliest teddy bear I have ever. So I did not get that. Oh yeah, I'm dad. This is my girl. I didn't get that vibe from him. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, ah, the hardest part, the hard part's over. Mothers always love me. So let's do this. Man, when I tell you, I stepped into the house and the whole aura changed. Like then the like the dad feeling came like oh this is my like that's some that mama bear i never ever get intimidated by parents ever i have i I still have yet to this day to i have never been intimidated by a parent by dad mom nothing i've never been intimidated as and as a grown-ass man (laughs) i can sit here and i man i have fought the toughest i have demolished the baddest but that woman she is that woman i don't know it's just like the fear of god was on the back of my neck she she shook my hand firmer than her dad and she said i'm doctor uh, insert name here and you know she's you know hey young man she to this day scares me and i don't know why it's just it's something behind her eyes <laughs> something behind her eyes is just telling me if something goes wrong she has a lot of holes already dug in her backyard and she had a lot of dogs so <laughs> i was i was nervous and she didn't even have to make one threat not at all she didn't she just was friendly she offered me food and but the whole time i felt like i was sweating bullets so shout out to you doc and so so as we and so as time progresses the uh from the thanksgiving she saved me from thanksgiving i it's my whole conundrum i wanted to kick my dad so hard but he's my dad can't hit your dad especially because he's old now but <laughs> but um so work through all that fast forward now it's 
a month later. Uh, we, we went on, I don't know, man. We went on a lot of dates, a lot of dates. I didn't, I have never dated that hard one person. Now I've went on multiple dates because I had different girls to go, you know, I had different people to date, but this was the first time. And mind you, I'm in my thirties. <laughs> so this is all new to me, but while this is being new to me, I can't feel it. I, I'm there, but I am not there because now the depression has went from beginning stages to mid-level, mid-levels. I'm going to just say mid-level stages at this point. And so, and when I say we are going on beautiful dates, we rolled, we like took like some type of uh, boat ride through a, a encaved, uh, a encaved volcano. I was like, oh my, and it, it was just, what? It was, it blew my mind. And then I got to see like on the National Geographic how those rams ram into each other. They was like doing that on the mountain. And I'm like, this is not, <laughs> this is not real. Like this is, this is not like, why aren't I in awe at something I used to see on this, like Nat Geo or something? I am, I can't feel anything. My heart knows that this is something I should be just enthralled in the beauty, the nature, the, I don't, it's just, man, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Uh, and we had a live band on like the boat and they were just killing it. Not in a good way. They were killing it, they were killing it in a good way. It was a beautiful day. Uh, and we had a lot of, uh, mini golfing and, it, uh, mini golfing, uh, what, Vegas. It this is where we're going to take our first break. So I'd advise you to go pee and get a snack. We'll be right back with more Savage Confessions live. There's a saying. You knock on the devil's door long enough. Eventually, someone will answer. <laughs> <laughs> this up one plus one equals trauma bonding one plus one <laughs> equals trauma bonding and i did not know that's what i i didn't even know what that was at the time she knew i didn't know but she didn't believe that's what was happening um and i i didn't know a lot you know of the, the symptoms of mania i didn't know you know be i didn't figure things out or oh, i knew something was off when 
we went in uh it was in Vegas and we went in the Ross. First of all, I don't even know why like Ross was so it was one AM I think. <laughs> I like, man, Vegas is oh, I love Vegas, but and she went in there. Okay, I get that uh you know, we've been drinking and everything, been partying since this morning, but we took a nap. And everyone knows if you take a nap after drinking and partying during the day, you should be, you should feel a little better at night to go out and party again. It's Vegas. So we went where we needed something to wear. She screamed out in the store. She, <laughs> she said, I can afford everything in here. And she proceeded to take one of everything from the woman's section. Ross. I'm like, that's pretty cool. What is that? Like 600 bucks? This is only Ross. I'm <laughs> like, like, that's it. It's impressive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, I don't even like, uh, that. So th I knew something was, off. I knew something was off then. So as she's doing that, I am um, just watching. I don't know. And then she started buying me stuff from, I'm like, Hey, you don't, you don't have to do that. I'm I'm pretty well off. I just don't, you know, want anything right now because I am cheap. I am cheap. Even for raw standards, I am cheap. <laughs> so, but she wasn't. And and next we had a ball in uh Vegas and uh man, I didn't like I said, I didn't know what was going on. And next thing you know, uh one night we're listening. She came over and we were listening to music and talking about our day. And I always will blame, uh, uh I don't, who's, uh, I will always blame Childish Gambino, Donald Glover for this, just <laughs> this situation, for this whole relationship, actually, because he said, uh, something about your girlfriend in a lyric. He said something about your girlfriend having the key to your place. We only been dating for two to three months. So she says, huh? And she's like, that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. I don't have a key to your place. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, and I, I smoke a lot of weed. I smoke a lot of weed. So I'm, I'm maybe I, so in my head, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'm hearing something because the TV wasn't on. The TV wasn't on. So I looked at the TV. I said, okay, it's not the TV. I was like, maybe it's my roommate, but he wasn't there. He was out on a date with his girlfriend. I didn't know what was happening. Like, if we've been dating for three months, why do you need a key to my place? That's that's no, <laughs> that's a no in my head. But I am not physically saying no. My head in my head, I'm saying no. That's not a thing. But I am just nothing. I again, my depression had me so numb that I was ignoring my own logical thinking and just pretty much every idea she had, we did with no pushback, no, I don't feel like doing nothing. I just went with it because I don't, maybe she saw it as me just going with the flow, but that's going with the flow. Like those who really know me knows if you come up with some some zany, wacky idea that doesn't seem like it's going to be conducive for our progression in life, then I am going to, uh, you know, say something. I'm, I'm going to put logic into your thoughts and maybe we'll do something of that.
but not the real thing. But uh, no, it was nothing. We were and we were doing some crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, we were we went to I knew I knew where this place was. We went to this place one night. Uh, it, we wanted to go to a smoke shop, uh, and there was three smoke shops open and around my area. Now, out of the three, there's this one smoke shop that stays open till one, two a.m. And you do not want to go to that smoke shop after dark. Now, <laughs> and I'm talking about no one wants to go to this smoke shop after dark because, man, it's they it's a junkyard across the street and it's a lot of addicts across the street now these are not your typical addicts these are not your addicts that will just ask for change or uh just you know no these are like if someone if you're like if someone came and shot shot up every addict you knew with some type of adrenaline drug that made them want to get the fix more like 10 times more and it gave them powers and like these addicts will take the tires off your car if you stop just just if you stop at the red light they will, it's that they're that fat it's just something they're like power addicts and so again me just going just going i am not i'm just going i'm i can't feel i know where we are because i dropped the a girl off at the junkyard there because she said she had a room in. It's not my business if she had a room or not. I just, I have a problem with meeting. I meet interesting folks, put it like that. So, um, we go in the smoke shop and the owner is, uh, I don't, either the owner know the owner knows something that we don't, or he's supplying something that we don't know about because he, they treat it. I don't know. He's too comfortable. He's too comfortable and right smack dab in the middle of this area. And he stays open at 1 a.m. So I'm like, this is not a regular smoke shop. But we do our purchase. Now, as we're leaving the smoke shop, I I wish I was over exaggerating when I said when I say this. It was I don't know. They just all started jumping over the fence of the junkyard, like from the junkyard. It, they were coming like they wasn't running, but. I think Michael Jackson Thriller, just without the dancing, <laughs> just without the dancing. And I was like, um, then for some reason, then I was like, um, we should go like now. <laughs> She's like, oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, they were, it was, it had to be at least nine, 10 of them. And they were coming. To, I know they, they, I don't know. It was just weird. I just felt something bad was going to happen. So we got in the car, we, we got, we got home and fast forward. Next thing you know, we're in a relationship. And that, like, and then this is after the key thing. She made a big fuss about not having the key three months. Now, we're in a relationship. I don't know. I didn't, I never asked. I never said yes. I didn't even think I gave an inkling of, you know, wanting a relationship. Okay, like, and hindsight, I should have seen it because, you know, she was always over my place. She was cooking breakfast. She was cooking dinner. My roommate was like, what the hell? And I was like, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My roommate knew I was going through it. Like he even caught on that. I was going through a depression uh, and it was wow. It was, so he, he was shocked at how fast that went. And 
like he said dude just like three weeks ago you had two chicks over here fighting like fighting over you in the room and now you're in a relationship you gave her a key what is going on <laughs> it's been three months uh but she was the sweetest sweetest girl she she was my roommate never had a bad complaint about her um you know personality was he loved her he loved her uh but he just didn't understand why it was moving so fast and again while i was in my depression i just thought time was moving super fast i i uh, that as time was different to me uh so he uh now we've we fast forward it's christmas <laughs> no, I'm going, no I'm, I'm going to back to Christmas. She goes all out and buys me so many things. I, uh, man, it's like so out. I I honestly believe that I missed Christmas. That Christmas because my depression was blinding me so much that I missed Christmas. I don't. Re I see the pictures that she showed me. I do not remember any of that. Uh, I, but to my um. To my to my credit, I was on drugs heavy then, and I was drinking a lot, so I don't remember a lot of what happened. All I know is I met her on Thanksgiving. We were together by Christmas, and we were taking road trips by the summer. Uh, and oh, and her and during the summer, her mom and her was starting to plan the wedding. I was that that's <laughs> now that's when I stopped. I again, I used to have these spurts of, you know the old me back during my depression i just have these spurts of okay hold on wait something's happening her mom literally was setting everything up in mexico and if i didn't stop the train at the beginning it would have been too late by the second third week of their planning it would have been too late and so i stopped it and this is the first it's not the first time she told me about her mental health but this is the first time I started understanding the uh, actions, reactions, the the breakdown of it all. Because she told me on the first day she met me about how she was bipolar and how um, man she was manic and, you know, and uh, a slew of uh, she had more uh, body pains uh, than, you know, quote unquote mental illness like she had real body pains like. She was younger than me, but her like body pains reminded me of my grandma when she was going through her body pains. And I'm like, what the fuck is like from her back issues to her knee issue? She was in a real bad accident. And so uh, a car accident and she lost her thumb, which I thought was the sexiest thing. I ain't different. I I thought if, if you I, I don't care what you feel is a flaw. I'm going to love you flaws and all. And it may be that flaw to me that gives you character, that gives you charm because you're not, I love the different. I, I love different because I am different. And so, and she didn't, she, she said she didn't believe me uh, when I first uh, told her that, but my son doesn't have his right hand. So that's what won her over. So she, once I told her that she, that's when she fell in love with. Me. I like, well, I told you that on the first date. Um, so that's, I'm like, okay, all right, so okay, um, so it, I don't know. She told me, I, like, again, hindsight, I can 
everything so much clearer now that I wasn't paying attention to them. Uh, I didn't pay attention to the love bombing. I didn't pay attention to the fast paced relationship. I didn't pay attention to any. And uh, somehow now, mind you, me and my roommate, we have been uh, bachelors and living together for like two years by this point. We only had one fight during the whole time. Like, yo, I hear horror stories about roommates, but I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't know. It was just the universe put us together for a reason. So, um, he, so, and I tell him everything. Uh, but, so, but it was, and I'll never forget it. A year goes past. Um, now it's, so we've technically, uh, been together for a year. We, at the beginning of 2021, and we were here in 2020. Yeah, we were at the beginning of 2022. And what happened was, uh, it wasn't no problems between me and my roommate or nothing like that. It was actually, I don't even know how we got on the topic about moving in together. Um, I, I, I again, I, I was so lost in myself and so lost in my head that the outside world literally existed. It just existed to me. It literally just existed. I didn't know what was going on in front of me. I didn't care to know what was going on in front of me. Uh, depression is a, is a bitch. And on top of that, that's when my anxiety stopped in. And anxiety kicked in during the whole um, let's move together talk. And she wanted me to move in with her because she had a big house. Uh, and her and her sister just got into this big argument and she kicked her sister out. That, that was a whole other thing. But um, but with her sister showed me that she she could be, she could be a pushover. And I was happy of the fact that I wasn't a dick and. I could, I probably couldn't even take advantage of it if I wanted to. I was that depressed, but I was happy that, okay, well, this sweet girl isn't being taken advantage of. So cool with that. But then, so they got, and she somehow me to say, okay, to moving in with her, but I didn't know how to tell my room. I didn't know how to do this, man. Yeah. So, you know, I finally told him on the day I was moving out, and I still feel bad for that. I paid the last rent, so I paid my half of the last rent. But I forgot that it was more than just again. It wasn't just like his his mom used to come. Oh, like if his mom come and make dinner for us, or if I didn't go with him with his mom to you know see his mom for dinner, she would make sure that she bought me a plate. Like we were close. He was there when my son Josiah was born. Like. We were close. We still are close, actually. We, we are just getting back close again, but that's fact. That's more at the end of the story. <laughs> um, but, um, and so he, I don't know. I don't, he's, he is, he's, he's narcissist. He, he, I always call him, he's a rehabilitated bag. <laughs> and I always call him that because he was that guy who, yeah, he drives this and I do this, man. We make money, bro. The, and then when I, then, like I said, we've been through a lot together. And then when his, uh, when his fiance left him, I spiraled out of control. Like, so pretty much the universe humbled him. And ever since then, he has been just the most lovable guy. 
Like I always tell people, if you would have met him when I met him, you would have you would have punched him in his. I wanted to punch him in his face. The fact <laughs> the fact that we became so close and roommates still baffles me because I remember that day. I remember that day. I wanted to choke him, but I didn't. Next thing you know, we were stealing pancakes from the break room together. We were starving artists. <laughs> so, um, and but he was hurt. And mind you, my uh, roommate, he was further along on his mental health journey than I was. He understood sometimes he can go through depression or he has the emotions or whatever. Um, so, and at that time, I didn't know, but he wasn't going through depression. Um, the depression about, he was uh, worried about my depression. Like he told, like, I'm hearing, hearing everything now makes my heart hurt because he told me how I would just in the room, not, he said, not, and not come out. I, I literally would be in there just watching TV, eating pizza, smoking weed, doing whatever narcotic I had around and just isolating myself. And I didn't want to be, I, I didn't feel like, I didn't want nobody to talk. I didn't want the outside. And I hated, I hated going outside. And I am not. I I am always this is now that I say I'm an introvert extrovert because I love people to an extent. I'm a very I'm very approachable. I have a very like I am warming. I before I am I am Will Smith before he slapped Chris Rock. Basically, everybody loved me. Everybody loved me. Um. So, but he's like, dude, you you wasn't. I wasn't going out on any other dates. I was pretty much just. You know, the Russian rouletteing, the dating app. I, I always made a joke that people scroll through time feeds on Facebook and your feed on Facebook and Instagram just to like a pic or whatever. No, I am seeing, I'm scrolling through these social media apps to see who I want to come over tonight. Uh, I didn't even do that. I didn't, I wasn't, and it's, it was. Whoa, this is getting pretty emotionally intense. After that overwhelming ride of emotions, let us all take a quick breather and then come right back. I have a feeling that this experience will go a little bit deeper. So crazy because when he first noticed that he would send, uh, we had a dog, Maya. I, I love Maya. I miss her so much. He would send her in there to sit with me. He would send her in there to just sit with me and she came in and always talked to her. He, I guess he figured if I couldn't talk to him, then maybe <laughs> I would talk to Maya. And I did. So and Maya was the best person, I mean, best dog to talk to because, you know, she didn't judge. She she was just there. And I will always and forever be a dog lover because so. And when... So when I moved out, it was the distance. He was hurt. Uh, like I said, I didn't tell him until the day I moved out. And it was, it, it was, it, it, we didn't make a scene. We didn't argue. I told you, we only argued once since we known each other. And it was over towels. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> but he went to, I didn't know, like his girlfriend later told me, like, he went to the room and cried. He went, he cried. And I didn't I'll never tell him, but I cried on the way to when I, you know, like on the way to her place. Like, so it was, it was a sad, it was two, two male egotistical jackasses 
just their bromances is <laughs> just split apart now. It was it was funny. It could have somebody should write that. But it was you know I I love him like a brother and he, I know he loves me like a brother. It was it was crazy. Uh, but moved into a whole new familiar place, unfamiliar place, and it um I knew things were I don't know it it was different. Uh, if you ask from her perspective, she thinks these moments were the best moments of our relationship. And all I can remember is feeling depressed. It was the beginning of the end of the depression for me was when it was beautiful outside and wind was blowing just right. I remember and I don't know, tears just came down my face. Tears came hard because it was so beautiful. It felt so good. And all I could think about and explain it, it felt like I didn't deserve it. I don't deserve to be in beauty. And I just she sat there with me, and she didn't. She didn't pat me on the back. She didn't say it'll be okay. And I needed that. I needed to let that out. And she sat there, and let me let it out. And uh, <clears throat> I still can't know, but it really. She and that day, I looked in the mirror, and I noticed that for the first time in a long time, I didn't see myself. I could no longer look in. Mirror because I gained so much weight. I didn't know who I was anymore. I, I was somebody who took super pride in how they looked and who they were. And I could not recognize me. My beard was 20 times. <laughs> it, man, I did not recognize who I was. I, I, she took so many pictures during that time. I hate them. I hate every last pic. She loved me for who I was. And I, I hated the belly. I hated the beard. I hated it. I hate. She used to make jokes because in the morning, I would always do my. I would stretch, and just start smacking my belly. And she thought it was funny because you know, I don't know. But she sad to learn that when I would do that, I was pretty much punching my belly because I hated. I hated. I could not look in the mirror. I kept the lights off when I went to the bathroom. So uh, time progresses, and I don't know. Uh, this was so around the uh, second year we went to Vegas for my. She surprised me. Uh, it was like a surprise type anniversary thing um, because we went to Vegas uh, once out of nowhere, uh, and like no, Vegas was our first trip after the relationship was official, and. She present and she her, she was there she knew how much i loved it and how much fun i had we went back and she told me where we were going another we went back to vegas different hotel room thank god <laughs> but back to vegas and we had a blast you know and but it was it was weird because when we got when we landed in vegas uh, some old lady tried to take our luggage. I knew that it was our luggage because she packed like we were moving to Vegas. So, so the when the and the lady was elderly, so so when she grabbed the bag off the terminal, she almost fell. <laughs> so she almost fell. And I said, "Hey, lady, this is like your name is." I said my real name, and I'm like that ain't because you know you're supposed to put your name on the tags. I put my name on that. You ain't me. 
So she's like, oh, I didn't know. And I'm like, okay, she's an older lady. Maybe she didn't know. After she gave me, after I took my bag back, she just left the airport. She left the airport. So that's how I knew she tried to steal. I'm like, what was you going to do with a bunch of mice? Like, never mind. I don't even care what she was going to do with a bunch of my stuff. But I got my bag. But that that incident I, was the first time I felt any like a genuine and that wasn't pain, hurt, or despair. It was I like after I received the bag back, I felt like I felt triumph. Like I, I did something. Like you saw that, right? I saved us. I saved our whole trip from going to hell because this old lady was going to take our stuff back to the old folks' home and give it away. <laughs> That's literally what I thought was going to happen. Um. So uh, we started drinking as we did at that time, especially in Vegas. Oh my God, it, them yardies are crazy. So I think I was on my second yardie, and the depression was like. Knock, knock. I'm here as well. And so the wave started getting to me a little bit. And she sat next to me. And she said, look, you've been going through this for months. She said, depression is nothing but you worrying about the past. And your anxiety is nothing but you worrying about your future. We are going to live in the moment. We are going to enjoy the moment the present birthday, you know who you are. Let's enjoy the moment. I've never, ever heard that before. So I went outside of the hotel to, you know, smoke break. And I look, I, and it's weird. I'm in Vegas. Why am I, I can see the stars though. I, it was weird. It's too many lights to see the stars. But on that night, on that night, I can see stars. And it, it I don't know. It was, it was some, something took over me. I don't know if it was, uh, I got a video when I was out there of my son and he was, uh, he didn't want to say hi to me because he was mad because I didn't take him to Vegas with me. I said, oh. so I was like, you'll get there. I promise you will get there. And he got, he got to Vegas. <laughs> I have the pictures with him and the showgirls. Um, <laughs> but, um, he, uh, he was mad and he was like, no. And he was firm and he was, he was just being a brat and I just, my voice said, Hey, and he straightened up. He stopped pouting. He straightened up. And I don't know. I don't know. It, it gave me, when I said that, Hey, it was pretty much like my roar came back and because Cub was acting up. So I had to, Hey, and it was like, a, I felt from the stars, from what she said and from my son, Reminding me that if I, that when I, he straightened up, it reminded me, hey, if I don't be, get my shit together and be the strong man that I know I am, then I'm going to ruin him. <clears throat> and I can't do that. I didn't want to ruin my son. And so this is like strength came back. My, I, I wanted him to know that his dad, dad, his dad's roar, wait. No matter where I'm at, his dad holds his head, his head high. And for a long time, my head was not high. I didn't feel like I was strong. I got to a point where I'm not doing that anymore. I refuse to walk with my head down ever again. My son is going to do the same. And I'm sticking to that. But like I was so first thing I did when we got home 
when we came back from Vegas. I worked my ass off to get that weight off. I was not sleeping. It was funny. It went from me not sleeping and going into the pantry and sneaking like zebra cakes and cookies. Joe, like I can hear you in the pantry going crazy on snacks. Please, like I was doing it to myself. But it went from me sneaking into the pantry to her hearing me count to 50 and push-ups or like sit-ups or she's hearing weights go up and down or I would fill up water jugs, you know, old school jail stuff. <laughs> I would fill up the water jugs. I would lift and lift and lift. I was not, if I, I look, I finally looked myself in the mirror. I said, if I, if you, <laughs> if you do not like the way you look, do something about it. No one else can do anything about this. Do something about it. So I took it as a personal challenge. I, I, I pretty much <laughs> let, my male ego take over and you're not no (laughs) no that alpha male came back really fast really fast i worked my ass off to drop i pushed myself i damn near injured myself i I, it's low because i'm not 27 i'm 37 so i worked my ass off to get fit i did that myself because that doctor told me I was borderline, uh, you know, on a you know on the line of high blood pressure and I don't know too much salt. I was aiming for a stroke. I guess. I don't know. I was eating a lot. I was eating a lot. So, but and so I stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs, and the rift came when I did this. You would think, you would think, she begged me to stop she begged me to stop she never but i didn't realize that she never begged me to stop drinking she just wanted me to stop the drugs i quit drugs cold turkey i don't know how i did it i don't know if it was just the ego blinding me and just saying i don't know it was like i said my confidence was back so it wasn't nothing i wasn't gonna let nothing hinder me not even me so stop drugs I stopped drinking cold turkey and she could not accept at all. And mind you, when I drink, she drinks. So we get drunk together and drunk on drunk doesn't notice certain things. And especially when you add weed into the mission and I was sneaking off to the bathroom all the time and you add all and to do drugs. And if you add all that into the mixture, that's it's it's I was seeing things through clear eyes. Because, like I said, I quit cold turkey. I, and sh- her anxiety kicked in now. And how her anxiety kicked in was, okay, he doesn't drink anymore. Is he going to want me to stop drinking now? I don't want to stop drinking. I don't think I have a problem. I never said any of this. I never, every negative thought she had in her head pertaining to drinking, I have never came to her in about one. But her anxiety had her like I can. I was raised by drunks. I was raised by drunks. Okay, so I can. I know how to deal with. I know the drunks I will deal with, and I know the drunks I won't deal with. I won't deal with obnoxious asshole drunks. I can't. I can't because I'm going to hurt you. 
eventually. I can't deal with it, so I separate myself from that. I can deal with the, you know, oh, they're hugging everybody or, you know, telling stories. Like the cool, like, not cool drunks, but the drunks that <clears throat> they're not going to do too much. Pretty much the ones that they may pass out, they may even pee on themselves, but they're not going to be obnoxious. They're not going to be assholes. So I can deal with those drunks. But her anxiety took her from being that drunk to the obnoxious drunk to the like I always say if when I used to do uh, Molly, I always say whatever if you're doing it an emotional thing, then don't whatever feeling you have is going to intensify, and that's what happened. She would drink, and her anxiety not only did it intensify. But she wanted to have heart to heart conversations while drunk. And I can't do that because, yes, I get it. Liquid courage. I get that. But if you're slurring your words and you feel like you said something of uh, of substance, but I don't understand you or I ignore you because I, I can't I don't I don't speak slur. So I, I don't know what you're saying. So you get upset. You hate me now because I the communication was not there. So, man, it went from us relaxing and looking out at the stars most nights to now we're doing and we're separating. So, <clears throat> and again, I'm seeing everything through dry eyes, basically. I am sober. So I'm like, all right, I, I build a studio in the house and for my podcast and a safe haven, pretty much. And I the studio, it's, everybody loves it. Everybody wants to see it. Uh, that studio quickly became a man cave and I would just push out content. I would even like, like, and for my, my corporate job, I would just do a lot of overtime, a lot of overtime because in my head, I want, because even though I stopped marriage talks, I didn't, I never said we were never getting married, but I wanted to do a little old school here and just work my ass off so we can be comfortable and I can provide her with the option to work and not the obligation to work. I wanted to do that. So. I'm talking about, I am picking up. I'm in the office from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. most time. And when I come home, <clears throat> I want to go to the studio so I can do content for the podcast and all that. Uh, mind you, she is, she works for her mom. Like she was working for her mom. I, she was basically her mom's assistant. And I, I am not going to, how I really felt about the situation. She, I didn't think it was a real job. I said it to her in the beginning, but I didn't go in depth. And I just, I guess I enabled it after a while because, again, I didn't notice how deep her mental health or how bad her mental health can get. I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't know what meds she was taking. I didn't know how often she was supposed to. I didn't know these things because I am just getting out of depressed state of mind, which had me pretty much ignore the outside world. So, but I'm seeing everything there. And so, uh, because anybody, 
that I don't know a job that you answer one email and next you know you don't have nothing to do the rest of the day. I don't <laughs> it's it's a lot of things that jobs it's a job. So it's a lot of things that entails it to be a job. Uh I feel like you were a personal assistant and I and I told her and that started a whole thing and and then again those who remember the Vegas trip where she said she can buy everything in the store. I didn't know that, you know, her mom had her on restrictions with the bank. Kind of like uh, what is, uh, uh, conservative. What is, I forgot what it's called. Well, I don't want to mispronounce what I'm saying. Uh, but it was kind of like that. She didn't really have control over her money anymore. And after the, I don't know what happened, but all I know is she no longer had control over her money. And she had a limit that she can take out because if give her free range, you know, the <laughs> stores are happy. Amazon was hella happy, hella happy, uh, especially when she got me hooked on Amazon. But anyway, um, so she uh, I worked and then it went from working to provide to working to avoid what was happening. It was I, it, I felt I'm going I can take the blame for this. I am the one that pretty much started the snowball, started it. Snowball will later turn into an avalanche, but I started, and I know I did because I'm waiting her. Uh, because I was so enthralled with this new me, this new attitude. Now I'm never afraid of the same me, but with a new attitude. There's no drug for the first time in my life since I was 14 years old. There is not a, a drop of liquor in me, nor a, any drugs anywhere in my system since 14. And so I am just, I am, it's like I'm learning everything again. I am feeling things for the first time. It, and it was beautiful to me. I am realizing beauty again. My art has become so much better. Things were happening on a level that, man, like having so much clarity and seeing it so much clearer, I can enjoy it now. Uh, but on the other side of the coin, on her side of the coin, I didn't have time for her. I wasn't tour. I made spending time. I made it feel like me spending time with her was my chore. I did not feel that way. I mean, some I will say sometimes, yes, I did. She didn't understand that she was drinking to the point of obnoxiousness, and I did not communicate. And again, communication is a key tool to building any foundation of a relationship. Those are going to be strong points. Is like uh, so we got a therapist. Uh, to, I'm like, wow, we getting a uh, ther- We been, <laughs> again, I, I'm starting to notice things. We've only been together for a year, and so. Let me be the first to say for the mothers and fathers out there, please always remember that it's about the child, not you hate or disdain for each other. It is about taking care of the life that you guys brought into this world. It seems like we are coming down to the nitty gritty. After this final break, we'll get right into our conclusion. I told myself, hey, maybe we jump in the head of the gun uh, on problems. Maybe we, this is good. So whatever problems we will have in the future, we can, you know, we can do whatever we work out with the therapist. And uh, so that was a fucking joy because 
the first therapist hit on me. So we had to fire her. And like not hit on me directly, uh, but you uh, every it's like I could do no wrong. She and the therapist just pretty much was pointing the finger at her. And I was, you know, yeah, I'm gonna agree. <laughs> I'm right. She's wrong, I'm right. And so that therapist was probably fired. So we got another therapist. Uh again, I don't I I don't know what it is about my personality. This was a, she got a man this time. But I again she has been an introvert. She was a nerd. Uh, uh she called self she said it herself, I'm not saying I when I was in high school I was on the football team and I was I, I lived the other side of the high school life while she you know, she tutored people, she was bullied. I didn't I don't so I didn't I, you know, like I said, it was a lot of differences between us. Uh, I was her first like real boyfriend as an adult. She's in her thirties as well, so it was a, a lot of things different because uh, she got waist uh, weight loss surgery. So, man, if you like see the now and before pics, I'm like that ain't you, Sadie. <laughs> man, wow. Uh, but she had also um, a body pains from the surgery because it went wrong. That table couldn't eat like other people like if we go to a restaurant i can devour a meal but she can only take three bites of her meal and cannot drink soda because soda would destroy her stomach but so she started uh getting depressed and feeling hurt and she's i didn't know she was going into the closet cry because she felt like um her body pain is slowing her down from being a good woman to always in pain and she can't like do what you know we were like i said we were going out we was doing a lot of dating at first but pain got so bad that some some days she couldn't get out of bed i understood that i was there for her i made i did everything i could in my mind i thought to show her that this it's okay I get it's okay not to be okay. Like, and this is body pains. And her body pains was adding to her mental health by, you know, her depression was coming. Next thing you know, meds stopped getting taken. And I'm, I'm trying to get past the, the gory on both sides. On both because while depression and, and anxiety is starting to take over and you have my side, I am actually happy and I'm back i'm doing things I, I i don't know i don't know it was something about the change in my attitude that he felt like she was hindering me from being great but she didn't understand nor did we communicate with each other that if like you she is the one that taught me that it's okay she was the one put me you do not tell and run because your partner may not be uh saying a hundred like a hundred percent today like he stood by me through it all i am a very loyal guy very loyal maybe to a fault sometimes but i am loyal and he didn't get that she could see that because we come from two different areas loyal not having loyalty where i come from can get you killed not having loyalty where where she comes from you know 
whatever they tweet about it. I don't know. I don't know what the middle class does. I just know what we do. And so, so that built, like my loyalty was second. This is the first woman I did not. I am so, so serious when I say this. And I can't believe I'm about to say it out loud again. <laughs> this is literally the first woman I never literally. This is literally the first woman that made me feel like made me feel like it made me want to explore normalcy if that's a word like i my whole life i have never had i didn't i don't i I feel like i had never been i never had normal around me but she made me feel normal and it was new to me and i loved it i loved feeling normal because i got tired of all of the hijinks i got tired of doing this, doing that, going here, going in. Like, I got tired of it. But, and so she made me feel normal. But that's the thing. While I'm tired of the drink, I don't drink anymore. So what is the point of me going out to bars every day? If I don't do drugs anymore, I don't want to hang with the people that either sold me drugs or did drugs with. I don't, why would I, they're still doing it. Why would I go? So I was cool. I my studio, like I said, my studio was my every. Loved me. I didn't have to leave. I had a big TV. I had my. I could do whatever I want in my studio. While she would go out with her girl, like it, it, we grew distant real fast, and things got serious when, again, I didn't. I didn't know that most of the negative feelings that she was feeling was because of me, and. Because, like I said, because of me and me not, uh, again, trying, both of us, we weren't trying to communicate with each other. And, and, and so I'm like, yo, okay, is this delusion or not? Because half of the things she felt like she couldn't do anymore, I had nothing to do with. She didn't go out and get her nails done, her hair done, or anything like that anymore. And she used to love doing it on the basis. I said, okay, why? Don't you? Now, I'm thinking in my head, maybe she can't afford it because she really doesn't have a job. But that's not the case. It, it, the case was her depression was telling her she couldn't do it. Um, her, de- her depression was like telling her and her anxiety was telling her uh, just I don't want to. I don't know. She just felt like I felt like she was just the scum of the earth. And if I wasn't so busy feeling like she is you know the angry person that being obnoxious and trying to avoid her maybe i could have reassured her i stopped those negative feelings i don't i always say that i had a chance to save us but i chose to watch us deteriorate and burn and i will always feel that guilt but started remembering how i was feeling when i was in my depressive state and I started feeling like she took advantage of that. Um, again, I wasn't giving any pushback. I wasn't doing anything else. I felt like she was taking advantage of me and not knowing that she was going through her own mental Like I say, it's kind of worse because now we're trauma bonding. Uh, but it's a lot of things if we would have caught then maybe we could have salvaged and it would still be us now. Um, but you know, but after like all of the instances, all of like 
me with the stab wounds, her with the bruise, like the cops, me going to jail. It was her, her mom, her mom became my therapist uh, after one incident uh, between me and her. her. Like I said, this woman, she don't, she doesn't have to command respect. You give it, <laughs> you just give it. And so, and so I didn't see, and I still don't see anything wrong at all with her mom being my therapist for the simple fact like she she i was prepped on her mom like i like my ex told me like hey her mom wasn't her therapist but her mom she she really stands by her her oh she she does not play when it comes to her profession like literally i am i was lucky to get this for she literally gave me therapy sessions for free this woman is (laughs) she is not cheap so i was thankful for that and uh, her mom i will always and be indebted to her for finally getting the chip that's been off my shoulder for so long so long that finally broke through i don't know what she did, and I see why she is the best and makes the money she makes because I don't know what she on that porch on that day, but ever since then it my my shoulders uh again I had a, a break mother made me I know I held on to I did not know I could such trauma I did I don't know I don't know but it was like it all came in flashes I I went back to a little boy but it wasn't the fond times it wasn't going to the ice cream truck it wasn't just having pool parties with your friends no these were the bad times and no i went through that much hurt who wants to remember that shit like being a kid after seven years old i don't remember because i was no longer a kid don't came a protector at a very young age i affected my cousins because them from seeing Shit, kids should never see. Made sure they didn't see my uncle or my mom or my anybody in my in our family passed out or fighting. I was there, but no, there for me because it was my responsibility. And I made sure of that. Did that, so I don't remember anything past. I mean, being a kid still gets to me. It doesn't. Stop me from enjoying what I have now. Yeah, she made me realize where that hurt came from and who was responsible. <clears throat> so this is how I got good on not putting the energy or the feelings on people that don't deserve. I know where the source came from. Spoken to that source and we are working good with that. I am okay with working it out you would have asked me was that okay four years ago hell no hell hell no oh i had revenge on my head <sighs> sometimes it, me, even me as a parent i realized that i will get over my day so i i don't tread lightly but i i <laughs> they think it's just because i'm cool that no it's because i don't want to go to a retirement home i want to go to a retirement community it's totally different 
totally different. I will have my own house. I will have my nurse that come sees me. I will have my fun neighbors and golf. And lots and lots of golf. Please have golf. But, uh, but I now am in a different mindset and I am now in a different place. Like my anger, true. And I thought that, okay, when I was on drugs, you know, drugs, I felt like I didn't have that issue. I was medicating. I, <laughs> I was self-medicating myself to the point where, dude, you, you're not about to argue over zoned out because you either ate mushrooms or something. I was self-medicating. It's a healthy way to explore certain vices, but that I was over and I was killing myself. I was, I was to the point where my grandmother took a life insurance policy out on me because she just didn't know. My grandmother had stage four cancer. She made sure a life, a life insurance policy was out on me because she thought I would have beat her, like beat her, you know, not beat her to death, but I would die before her. That's go, she was going to chemo, feeling crappy. My sweet sweet grandmother thought her favorite grandchild was for her that's the place i was in if she can see me now she'd be so proud she still gotta save me a spot but <laughs> it it so after the breakthrough i knew that me and her didn't need to be we didn't know each other we knew who we presented ourselves as when alcohol our mental health issue if one of us needed the other one we knew that codependency so i tried to stop very very early before it, it it already spiraled out of control whenever i spend a night in jail for no damn reason i literally i don't even remember what the argument was i honestly i don't even know what she told the cops to get all i know is i we were yelling and i was on the other side of the door and i said you know what fine i'm leaving i'm going to the gas station i'll be back I'm back it is for squad cars on the line. I don't, I, again, I didn't know what she said until I got there. And at the end of the day, what happened, no, what happened was because we already had an incident where I, unfortunately, was stabbed. I made sure that we didn't go to the hospital because I know the deal. You go into the hospital with a gunshot or a stab wound, the cops are getting called. And I didn't want the cops to call. I mean, I didn't want the cops to arrest her. I, I know I'm not supposed to do that. I don't, but I, and I know I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and say, I'm a man, I can take it or whatever. I'm not going to do that because domestic violence is domestic violence. No matter which, what, but where it's coming from. And I watched, I watched. My mom be hell. I hold the childhood I can remember. So, so I have seen a woman beat on a man. I have seen that. Um, but again, I also seen the cops never called. I, I like when it happened. I, I all I knew is it was time for me to distract my sister. That's all I knew. And um, so uh, I. <laughs> Man, I lost a lot of blood, but um, I didn't say anything. I fabricated the whole story. Um, that that's 
is me saying it out loud is just super crazy. Now I understand every Lifetime movie I ever watched. Um, <laughs> so I, so now when I pull back up, this is after, this is months after the stabbing. Uh, I pull up and it's, it, like I said, it's four squad. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? And so I'm like, like, hey, so I said, no, eat a dick. I don't like the law. I never will like the law. I get it. It's good cops out there. And I'm not saying this now. I actually am good friends with an actual good cop. <laughs> but I always played on the other side of the team. Sorry. I don't like them off. Maybe I like them if I get to know them. Maybe. Probably not. But so I told with, you know, in the most respectful way, hey, get off my porch. And eat a dick. No one's hurt in here. Everybody's okay. Get out of here. So they get in. They were like, sir, we were called. Uh, did you uh, take a car? I was like, that's my fucking car. I can take my car to go to. Uh, it. I feel like I made it worse. I was already hot headed. And I will, I will say this. I kind of did make it worse. I am used to dealing with asshole cops. These were the nicest cops. And I'm not even just talking about the, the initial cops that showed. No, more school hot cars came because I am not a small guy. <laughs> I am not a small guy. I think they thought I was about to go into incredible Hulk mode. But no, no, like I finally, luckily for me, I you know, started analyzing the situation out of my madness. And I said, you know what? All right, fine. I just put my hands up and kindly let them do what they did and then they finally felt like they can talk to me. and when they finally felt like they can like we all talk they were the nicest fucking cops i've ever met they let me wear their shades while my hands was cuffed in the back seat they didn't close the door because i said i would feel claustrophobic if i'm tall like why would you it's so small back there i've been in cop cars before i know how this goes but no he left the door open because it wasn't they didn't feel like it, it wasn't nothing valid going. I mean, she did kick me in the balls before I left, but and I can't do anything. You kick somebody in the balls, you just kick them in the balls. It doesn't get any better. I can't tell you. I didn't feel it. I felt it. I just, you know, get out of here. And that's, I left. And so, but the thing is, if doing a domestic violence situation, all right, it doesn't matter who touched who first if both of you guys touched each other then both of you going to jail so i didn't bring that. when they asked she told them that she kicked me in the and when they asked me i told them no that is why i was the only one to go to but the whole again the nicest cops ever nice as hell they uh the whole time i was in the cell wait they came he talked to me he uh trying to get me out of my cell. I felt, I uh, I didn't feel like a victim, but now I understand from the victim's point of view of what it came to talk to me. He was trying to, you know, tell me about the programs I, if I want to get out the house, but the lease is, but he's like, hey, you don't, he was just telling me I didn't have to deal with it. Um, and her mom said, I like, her mom was, was always, you know, that's her. Uh, she, you know, she, like I said, her mom knows that if you want me to take her, I will take you guys. I have to and not be right. Like, she was trying to tell me this. 
for both of us. Um, and I was like, no, I can do this. I can handle it. Just, I, I wanted to save us so bad. I wanted so bad. She wanted to save us so bad. We just wasn't, I hate to say that. I don't, I, and it's a part of me that still doesn't believe that. But from the actions of the past several weeks, from us moving out uh, of the place, uh, it's a whole nother chapter. I would have to, I would have to come back until to pretty much the last half of it. And it's, it's sad because this last half is, we're still kind of in motion. I feel like we're at the end. And, but something in my, there's an, either another gut punch coming or another will they won't. I don't know. It's, we both know this isn't healthy. We both, this shit is, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's not pretty much. I would, I don't know. It's, we are, the love that we have for each other is dangerous. It's really dangerous for us. Definitely. But for, I, I'm starting to notice, but for people that's, that tries to get between us, Jesus Christ, it's horrible. And yeah, I gotta go because this is a lot of emotional things. It, I didn't even want to think about it anymore. I was really doing good with it, but I had a lot on my chest. So thank you guys for taking up. I hope you guys enjoyed the first installment of the Savage Confessions Live. If you have invested your time into the story so far, we appreciate you for giving us the honor of letting you in the mind of Savage God. Please remember breakups can be tough, hard, and sometimes scary. At the end of the day we all have bad days, but but even our worst days only last for 24 hours. I have been your host Savage Sophia, and I hope you all have a wonderful Savage night. Until next time goodbye.